Winning in Prayer. I'm Pastor Daryl. Thank you so much for being with us. I want to I want to encourage you to like, share, and comment as it will help us to increase the reach of our broadcast. Listen, my wife and I and our team, we would like to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for your support. It helps to keep us encouraged, uh, help us to uh, stay focused and to just keep moving forward as we are endeavoring to be the best and to be effective in serving the people of God. We want to produce passionate people of prayer that sees their prayers answered. All right, so today we're going to be talking about where is your fear? And I pray that you're going to get something out of this word today. I know that you're going to get something out of this word. Again, we're going to be talking about where is your fear with coming from Hosea, the book of Hosea, the 10th chapter, verses 1 through 3. Now, Hosea is a minor, a minor prophet in the Old Testament. He's married uh, to Gomer. Hosea prophesied to the northern kingdom of Israel. Now, Hosea's marriage to Gomer would serve as basically a dramatization of God's relationship uh, with Israel. In that, uh, Hosea would leave Gomer she had other lovers, yet Hosea chose to continue loving her. Israel had other lovers, yet God chose to continue to uh, love them. Hosea bought Gomer back. It's a picture of God's redemption uh, for his people, Israel. My God. The, the lens that God went, went to then and even now to show his love to a people that would leave, have other lovers that would turn their back, yet God still chose to love. At this time, Hosea is prophesying to an Israel that has sunk to such a uh, depraved state. Uh, and it's, it's going to take the word of God to bring about change. Uh, they, have, they have gotten away from their relationship with God. And I want to pick it up at Hosea, the 10th chapter, the first verse down through the third verse. And again, we're talking about where is your fear? It says, Israel is an empty vine. He bringeth forth fruit unto himself. He's an empty vine bringing forth fruit unto himself. Not unto God, but unto himself. As I want you to understand that before we get into the study, that it makes a difference who, you're, who or what you're bringing forth fruit unto. And it says, Israel is an empty vine bringing forth fruit unto himself. According to the multitude of his fruit, he have increased his altar, his altar. So he's using his product, he's using his success basically to do wrong. It says, according to the multitude of his fruit, he have increased the altars. According to the goodness of his land, they have made goodly images. So they're using their success uh, to do wrong. It says, their heart is divided. You can't serve God with a divided heart. It says, Now shall they be found faulty, 
He shall break down their altars. He shall spoil their images. It says, for now they shall say, we have no king. For now they shall say, we have no king. Because we feared not the Lord. What then should a king do to us? Listen, this third verse uh, it's, it's worth reading again. It says, for now they shall say, we have no king. Because we feared not the Lord, what then should a king do to us? Listen, this is a people that have lapsed in and out of relationship with God. Every time you go in and out of relationship with God, the Bible lets us know that your latter end is worse. Because you take... You pick up more things as you go back and you come back. You pick up more things. It says he goes and gets seven more stronger than himself and come back. It says, so, so your latter end is worse. So verse 3 isn't a surprise to me because this is a people that have lapsed in and out of accountability, in and out of relationship. And when you're going back and forth and back and forth, again, as I said earlier, Israel is now in a very... Uh, depraved state they are in depravity and for them to make this kind of declaration it doesn't surprise me because now they are thinking we've had a king a king couldn't do anything to us God didn't do anything what shall we do now we, we don't have any fear now is what this what verse 3 it's saying, we don't have any fear. Let me read it for you again. For now they shall say, we have no king, because we feared not the Lord. What's a king going to do to us? What's, what, what is a prophet going to do to us? And listen, you know, you can, become, you can get to such a state of being in sin that you won't fear any kind of authority, you, you have no fear uh, for, for your parents. You have no fear uh, of, or respect for a pastor. You don't have any fear. And so this is where Israel is at now. I want to read this verse to you again. It says, for now they shall say, they are declaring. They, they are declaring, we have no king. We don't have a, we don't answer to anyone. We're not accountable to anybody at this point. It says, because we feared not the Lord. We feared not the Lord. What then should a king do to us? What should a pastor do to us? What, what should a prophet do to us? We, we have cast off restraint. We don't answer to anyone at this point. Where is your fear? Now listen, when we talk about fear, I am not so much talking about, you know, the kind of crouching in the corner kind of fear. That's not the kind of fear that I'm talking about. But I'm talking about the fear. Fear in the sense of honor and respect felt or shown. Uh, I'm talking about deference or awe. I'm talking about profound adoring again awed respect a feeling or an attitude of deep respect you know that that's tinged with all uh reverential fear uh awe and respect you know to stand in awe of, again not the kind of crouching in the corner kind of fear 
but respect uh, all to hold in a place of uh, of respect and uh, adoration and admiration and out of my all my respect for you I then am able to uh, maintain a relationship uh, to stay in a place of respectability uh, uh, because of my deference uh, my respect I'm going to show forth actions that show my fear and again I'm not talking about the crouching in the corner kind of fear but I am talking about deference I am talking about adoration I am talking about admiration I am talking about respect and all for a person uh, and their position who they are what they represent and this is the place that Israel should have been in we're talking about a people that was serving a God that was like no other brought them out of Egypt with a mighty hand mighty deliverance yet they chose to have a king when they already had a king and then they have a long history of in and out of idolatry and the people that they were supposed to dispossess they took their gods and made them their their own how could you ex you know you can look at this and you can say how could you exchange a god that can answer like no other god that can bring you out and deliver for the gods of the people it seems as if it would be an easy choice and it and, and it should have it should have been yet israel chose to have a king and and then they begin to lapse in and out of idolatry in and out of relationship in and out of accountability and now they're in such a state of depravity that Hosea is prophesying to them trying to bring about restoration trying to bring about a turnaround look at their declaration in verse 3 it says for now they shall say we have no king because we feared not the Lord what then shall a king do to us listen I want to tell you it is of utmost importance that you and I both maintain a level of deference all admiration adoration because it will help us to stay in relationship it helps it helps us to be accountable it helps us to do what's right maybe when we don't want to but when you have deference for a person in their position you consider their feelings how do, how does how how am i doing this make them feel and and there should be times when you know something is is not pleased you should say how is this going to make god feel if i do this see when you have deference and when you have admiration and adoration 
it will cause you to it will cause you to consider God's feeling because yes God does have feelings we can disappoint him but I want you to understand when we choose him above our flesh and above our decisions the same way we make our our parents uh, happy the same way they're satisfied when we make good choices God is pleased just as much and so here Israel had sunk into such a state of depravity that they say that we don't have no king because we didn't fear the Lord what is a king going to do to us what what can any other authority do to us what can a pastor what can a prophet do you know, you can get to a place to where if you don't maintain your fear, your honor, your respect, your deference, you won't have any any fear of, of, of any kind of authority, not a policeman, not a pastor, not a prophet, not no, no, no one from, uh, not a government official. You don't have respect for anyone. So I want to tell you again, make sure you maintain a proper level of of fear because it's of utmost importance and in, in, in verse 1 it says Israel is a is a vine that produces no fruit unto God but to himself uh, he increased the altars as God blessed them they did more wrong and that sounds familiar you know as God you know what some people just can't handle being blessed because it it, it, it does something to them so some people just can't they just don't know how to handle the blessings of God. So the more God bless them, they did wrong. And they use their prosperity to increase their sin. And that sounds much like some people today. Uh, verse 2 lets us see the progression of sin uh, and the results of sin. And then verse 3, as I said, they, they declared no fear of God, no fear of a king, not a pastor, not a, not a prophet. Israel was a vine with no sap, uh, no fatness, and no character, and no strength. No strength. As I said, Israel served a God that brought them out in a way that distinguished him from every other God. Yet they chose to have a king when they had one. When they already had one. And they, 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 they were supposed to dispossess the people and, and their gods. They took the gods of the people, made them their own, took them as a replacement, as the, uh, as the one true God. And they lapsed in and out of idolatry. And now they're in such a state of depravity because of their, their choices. You know, the people was supposed, again, they were supposed to dispossess the people and everything else from the land. And again, they made the, the gods of the people their gods. And again, as I said earlier, it should have been uh, an easy choice. But you know what? We don't always make the right choice. But when, 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 when God is... Uh, this is the reason why we need to maintain a healthy amount of fear, a healthy amount of, 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 of respect, admiration, adoration, deference, and honor 
where God is concerned, because when you can, again, when you consider God's feelings, then making some choices will be real simple. It'll be real simple. When you consider God's feeling, and yes, God has feeling, the same way you would consider, if I do this, what what is my mom going to think? What is dad going to think? The same way you consider your parents' feelings, the same way you ought to consider a God's feelings, because he has feelings. And so if we maintain, and I know I'm repeating myself, but I really want you to get this. If we maintain a healthy amount of respect and deference, adoration and admiration, it will help us to, it, it, we will welcome accountability instead of being anti-accountability. -accountab we will welcome having rules and uh, 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 guidelines. And uh, we, will, we will welcome, you know, cutting some things out of our lives, cutting some people out of our lives. But that only happens if we have a fear where God is concerned. And again, I'm not talking about the crouching in the corner kind of fear, but I am talking about honor and respect. I want to take you over again. I want to take you over to Ezekiel 15 because again, it says Israel is a, is a, is an empty vine that only bringing forth fruit unto himself. Ezekiel 15 talks about the vine. It says, and the word of the Lord came unto me saying, son of man, what is the vine tree more than any tree or than a branch? which is among the trees of the forest. Shall wood be taken thereof to do any work, or will men take a pen of it to hang any vessel thereon? Behold, it is cast into the fire for fuel. The fire devoureth both the ends of it, and the midst of it is burned. Is it meat for any wood? Is it good for any wood? Behold, when it was whole, it was meat for no work, how much less shall it be meat yet for any work when the fire hath devoured and it is burned? Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, as the vine tree among the trees of the forest, which I have given to the fire for fuel, so will I give the inhabitants of Jerusalem because of their choices. And I will set my face against them. They shall go out from one fire and another fire shall devour them. And ye shall know that I am the Lord, and I will make the land desolate because they have committed a trespass, saith the Lord God. Listen, he said, you're going to go from one trouble, that they were going to go to, from one trouble to another. And this is what Israel did. They, were, they went from in and out of idolatry. They went in and out of captivity. People that they were supposed to uh, have in captivity they became uh, uh, in, enslaved to these people. Listen, it's one thing to be enslaved, but it's another to be enslaved by people that you should be, uh, that you should have them in captivity. It's one thing to be in bondage, but it's another thing to be in bondage to something that you know you should have victory over. And I'm talking about every, I'm talking about anything that you know that's not pleasing to God. I'm talking about from smoking to drinking to sexual activity to your, you know, your bad, your bad attitude. 
anything that's going to be displeasing to God, anything that you, uh, you know, as you grow in God, as you, as you begin to know more word, as you begin to fast and you begin to pray, there are certain things that should not have a place in your life. And you should definitely not be in bondage to. But this is where Israel were. They were in bondage. They were in depravity and in and out of captivity because they did not maintain a healthy level of fear. He said, you're going to go from one fire to the next. And this is, this is what happened with Israel. They were up and down, in and out of captivity. Why? Because they didn't maintain their relationship with the one that could have brought stability. The one that could have brought establishment. Yet they were in and out, up and down, and all around. Why? Because they did not maintain a healthy level of fear. And so I want to ask you, where's your fear? Do you have an honor and respect for God? For the things of God, for the word of God, for prayer, for fasting, for the people of God, for pastors. Do you have a healthy level of fear? Do you have a healthy level of admiration, adoration? Do you have a, a level of, of deference and respect for God? Where's your fear? Because if you can trace your fear factor, then you can understand why certain things are the way they are in your life. If you're okay, if you're okay with sitting a little bit over here and then sitting a little bit over there, then it will, it will help you to understand that you don't have a proper respect where God is concerned. If you're okay with doing this and you know that it's not pleasing to God, and you feel, you know, I, I just need to, re I just need to repent. You know, his mercies are new, everyone. You know, you can't play God like that. You know, well, I could do a little bit of this over here, straighten out, you know, get the Bible study. You know, God will forgive me. You don't have a proper level of fear. You don't have uh, a, a, the right level of deference where God and the things of God are concerned you don't have you know I don't know about you but I remember when we were coming up as teenagers you know when we hadn't done everything during the week that we know we should have when it was time to go in church for uh, Sunday school you know we were concerned because you know our Sunday school teachers you know uh, they had you know they had discernment and and so you know, you know, we were always, we would always tip a little lightly because, you know, you know, we didn't want anyone to know what we had done during the week. But listen, you know, I'm so thankful to God that when you stay hungry and thirsty and, and, and you are going after righteousness, that that's just not okay to, you know, to know you haven't done right during the week, yet you want to do everything on Sunday like you have. And so, you know, you want to make your life not just a Sunday experience, but you want that Sunday experience to be your life experience. In other words, I mean, on a daily, on a daily, 
And so as you begin to grow in God, you know, messing up during the week, it's not, it's not okay any longer. But crossing every uh, T and dotting every I, having that Sunday experience on a daily, maintaining a healthy amount uh, of fear, uh, deference and respect and honor, admiration and adoration, we have to maintain a proper level of fear. And if Israel would have maintained their reverence, their all, their adoration and respect towards God, they wouldn't have sunk into such a state of, the, of depravity. But I want you to understand that sin, sin will erode your reverence, your deference, your respect, your awe. Sin will erode your deference, your awe, your respect, your honor for God, for a prophet, for a pastor, and for all other authority. Sin will. And so this is where, this is where uh, Israel has uh, found itself at. This is where Israel has found itself at. Now I want to take you over to uh, Ecclesiastes. Uh, the 8th chapter, Ecclesiastes 8, verse, verse 11 through 13. It says, and this is this describes us perfectly right here. It says, because, because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Though a sinner do evil an hundred times, and his days be prolonged, yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, that fear God, which fear before him. 13 says, But it shall not be well with the wicked, neither shall he pro prolong his days, which are as a shadow, because he feareth not uh, God. You know, you think when you, when you do something, and, you know, you know, why you're away doing what you're doing and, you know, you drive home because your car tire don't fly off or because God don't zap you from the sky. You think you've gotten away with it. And you know what? Because of God's grace and because of God's mercy, sometimes we think we've gotten away with things. And the devil uses that to, to cause us to think, if I got away with that, then... You know, maybe I can get away with a little bit more. And so you go a little bit further and a little bit further and a little bit further. But this is what I'm saying. If you do not maintain a proper level of fear, a proper level, a proper amount of deference and respect and honor, a proper amount of, of admiration and adoration where God and the people of God are concerned, uh, the pastor, the prophet, uh, the police, uh, other uh, uh, people of authority, sin will erode your fear, your honor, your respect to a level where you will not respect anybody. You will not fear anybody. You know, I've seen parents tell their tell their kids, "You don't have to listen to so and so," and so, you know, they end up not listening to anyone. Listen. As my mother used to tell me, you, you, you'll you have to answer to somebody at some point. You know, you, you, can't, you cannot live this life thinking 
that you don't have to answer to people. And so I, I praise God that I have always uh, had it in me to, to listen. And it, and it didn't just have to be my mother or my dad. Uh, but I, but I, I have always been willing to listen if I felt you were looking out for my best interests. And so listen, you cannot raise your kids and tell them they don't have to listen to other adults and other people of authority. Again, as my mom said, you're going to have to listen to somebody in this life. Either because you want to or they're going to make you. I would rather, I would rather, I choose to listen because I want to. I choose to listen because I want to. Listen, I want to give you a couple of more scriptures, and then I'm going to get out of your way. I'm going to take you over to Exodus, third chapter, and the fifth verse. And he said, "Draw not nigh hither; put off thy shoes from thy from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground." Listen, there should there should always be a taking off. As we approach God, there should always be a taking off as we approach God. Draw nigh to God. He'll draw nigh to you. It says cleanse your hands. You say you have to cleanse. If you're going to draw nigh, it has to cleanse. You're going to have to take off, uh, take off uh, as you approach again. As you approach God, there's always going to be a taking off. Why? Because I have deference for God. Why? Because I have admiration and uh, adoration for God. I have respect and honor for God. I have, I, I stand in awe of him. So if I'm going to approach him, when I approach him, it's a sign that I want to be like him. So I'm going to take off everything that I know that's not like him. I'm going to strip myself of everything that I know that's not like him as I approach him. Listen, away with the living a double life, saying that you're saved, but you know you have this going on over here. If you're approaching God, if you are naming the name of Christ, let the whole of your life be pointed towards hungering and thirsting after God's righteousness. Don't, don't do a little for God over here and then do a little that you hope nobody knows about. No, I'm saying that I'm, I'm a believer. I'm saying I'm saved. And so the whole of my life, the whole of my mind, the whole of my, my heart, the whole of my life, the whole of my decisions is pointed towards being pleasing unto God. And so again, as we approach God, there has to be a taking off. There has to be a stripping down. And one of the most things that I've said in, in other videos, one of the most important things that you and I will ever do, that is to exchange our will for his. There will never be an exchanging of our will for his if that deference and respect and honor, admiration and adoration is maintained. Where is your fear? Where is your fear? Glory to God. Where is your Fear. I want to take you over to 1 Samuel, the 12th chapter. 1 Samuel 12, and the, 20, and the 24th verse. 
24th verse, verse, it says, Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart, for consider how great things he has done for you. Let me read that to you again. Only fear the Lord. Only fear the Lord. Listen, this is the main thing. This is the most important thing. Only fear the Lord. Only fear the Lord. Serve him in truth. All your heart, as I just said a moment ago, all of our hearts, all of our minds, the whole of our lives, the whole uh, with all your heart, for consider how great things he has done for you. You know, if we can keep in mind where God has brought us from, a lot of times that alone will be enough to keep us on the right track in maintaining that healthy level of deference and all uh, and honor, honor where God is concerned. Don't allow the devil to minimize what God has done for you in the past. Don't allow the, and, and especially don't allow the devil to cause you to forget. We should keep those things that God has done for us. And I am talking about every small victory. I am talking about everything that you know, you know for a fact it was God. We need to keep those things at the forefront of our minds. We need to keep those things fresh in our mind because it will help us to maintain that deference, that 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 uh that all, that respect, that honor. If we could keep that in mind, it will help to it will help us to continue making right choices where God is concerned. And again, it says only fear God. And then we need to consider what he has done for us. Now, let's see here. Proverbs. Proverbs 1. Proverbs 1. Uh, at that 7th verse, if I can get there. Proverbs 1 and 7, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Let me read this to you again. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. You see, you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. And you might as well start with fear. Fear, uh, deference, honor, respect, awe, uh, admiration, adoration. Those are our building blocks. Those are our building blocks for knowledge. Uh, and we're God is concerned. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise this kind of wisdom and instruction. A fool does. Uh, deference, all, honor, respect, those are our building blocks. Those are the beginning of our wisdom. And again, I'm not talking about that kind of fear where you're crouching in a corner, but I am talking about a place of, of elevated uh, importance, a place uh, of honor, a place of adoration and admiration, a place of all, uh, uh, God, I'm, I am in all of you. And, and, you know, and I don't think, I don't think enough of us are awed by God. We use God and we don't love God. We pray and try to stay in the face of God, but we're not awed by God. Glory to God. Maybe God, maybe God hasn't done enough for you. You know, I know some, I know of some testimonies where people were rescued by God. And man, listen, I admire their testimonies, but I don't want their testimonies. But the things that I do know that God has done for me, listen, I know for a fact that I should be dead. Hallelujah. At least twice. 
all the other times that God has protected me. So many times he's protected me. So many times I know that he has made a way. So many times God has shown up in my life. And because of that, I'm in, I am in awe of him. Because of that, I, I have deference. Glory to God. I have respect and honor, admiration, adoration for God. Mm. Glory to God. I, I don't have to be convinced of who he is. I know who he is. I know what he's done. I know where he's brought me from. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I know who he is. I know what he is. I know where he's brought me from. I've seen him do so many things. And because of that, I am in awe of who he is. I am in awe of his person. Glory to God. Glory to God. Where is your fear? Where's your fear? Glory to God. Where's your fear? Where's your fear? Hallelujah. Proverbs 16 and 6. It says, by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged, and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. When you have deference and respect and honor, when you have adoration and adoration, admiration and adoration for God, when you are awed by God's goodness, by God's faithfulness, when you are awed by how God can love you when you when you know that you are unlovable when you you when you are awed when God uh, is still there when others have thrown you away when others have turned their backs and yet God still still chooses to love you when you are awed by the fact that he he's always faithful when you are awed by that the Bible says it's the fear of the Lord. Because of the fear of the Lord, it's by the fear of the Lord, it's by my deference, by my respect, that men will depart from evil. You want, you want to see your friend stop uh, getting high off and on. You want to see your friend put down those blacks. You want to see your friend stop vaping. You want to see your friend... Uh, uh, stop smoking weed. You want to see your friend stop going to the club. You want to see your friend uh, be free from pornography or from homosexuality or from lesbianism. Let, let he or she develop a fear of the Lord. Let he or she begin to have a deference and respect and honor for God. Let he or she begin to have uh, adoration and admiration for God. By that, by that, by that, by by fear, it says that men or women will depart from evil. So I want you to understand again: it's not my crouching in the corner, but it's my fear. It's my it's my being awed by God. It's my being awed by His person. It's my being awed by where he's brought me from, by his goodness, 
by his faithfulness, by his uh, being forgiving when I, when I don't want to forgive, by his loving me when I choose not to love, when I am, when I am consumed by that, the Bible says I will then be able to depart from evil. Listen, it's not your speech that's going to cause them to come out. But when they begin to fear the Lord, when they begin to fear it, and I listen, I, again, I don't want you to think I'm talking about that scary kind of fear because that only lasts for so long. But deference, deference, that's different. Respect and honor, adoration and admiration, that's different. Those things will cause me to consider God's feelings. Those things will cause me to consider my choices. Those things will cause me to consider how I treat other people. Those things will cause me to consider how I go about living my life. Those things will cause me to honor my wife, to honor uh, my children, to be honorable while I am at work, to honor my supervisor or my boss. Why? Because I respect if I respect God, then I respect all other authority. I'll respect the policeman. I'll respect the pastor. I'll respect the prophet. I'll respect even government officials, whoever's in authority. Because I fear the Lord. Because I fear the Lord. Our reverence, all adoration and respect, when we stand in awe and deference it makes a difference it makes a difference listen we're just about finished i want to take you over to the new testament we're just about finished i want to take you to uh acts the ninth chapter acts 9 and 31 and i i love this scripture acts 9 and 31 it says then hath the churches rest throughout all judea and, and galilee and samaria and were edified and walking in the fear of the lord and then the uh, comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. Let me read that to you again. Then had all the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. The results of maintaining our fear, they had rest, they were edified, they were comforted, they were multiplied. They were multiplied. Why? Because it said they walked in the fear of the Lord. It said that the church was walking in the fear of the Lord. I want. I really want you to get this. The Bible says because the church walked in the fear of the Lord. They walked in the fear of the Lord. They had rest throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria. You won't rest you want rest in your life, in your family. You want rest on your job. You want rest throughout your life. You need to walk in the fear of the Lord. And then look what the Bible says. It says they had rest. They were edified. They were comforted. They were multiplied. Why? Because they had a fear of the Lord. Let me read this to you again. They were walking in the fear of the Lord. And because of that, they had rest. They were edified, they were comforted, they were multiplied. Glory to God. Glory to God. They had rest, 
they were edified, they were comforted, they were multiplied. Now, let me give you just a couple more scriptures here. Uh, Hebrews, Hebrews, the fifth chapter. We're rounding the corner, Hebrews, the fifth chapter. Again, we're talking about where's your fear. And I want you to understand, you know, fear will cause God, cause God to hear us. Hebrews 5, 7, it says, Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears, unto him that was able to save him from death, and was heard in that he feared. As I just said, fear it will cause God to hear us. Even Christ had a reverence. Even Christ had all uh, in deference and respect that caused God to hear him. I love this. This is this is to serve as an example. It says, and was heard in that he feared. He was heard in that he had deference and that he had respect and honor. He had adoration and admiration. He was awed. He was awed by his person. Listen, you want to be heard. You want your prayers to be heard. Where is your fear level? Check your fear level. Are you just running in, uh, bombarding God in prayer just because you think you're big enough? Or are you moving with fear? Are you moving with deference? Are you moving with adoration and adoration uh, and admiration? Are you moving with awe? Are you considering how good he is? Are you considering how merciful he has been? How good he is? How loving he is? I encourage you to make sure that you're maintaining a proper level of fear. Hebrews 12 and 28. Hebrews 12 and 28. Let me read that to you. It says, Wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably and with reverence and godly fear. My God. Let me read that to you again. So whereby we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably. Are you serving God acceptably? With reverence and godly fear. For God is a consuming fire. We need to make sure that we have, that we have a godly fear. A godly fear. A godly fear will cause us to be heard. A godly fear will cause us to uh, be uh, ex uh, cause us to accept the authority of God. We will welcome the authority of God. A lack of fear will cause you to miss the kingdom. In this verse here, we're receiving the kingdom because of our fear, because of our deference and respect, honor, admiration, adoration. But if you don't have that fear, you will miss the kingdom. If you don't have that fear, you will miss the kingdom. Listen, our last scripture is over in Acts, the second chapter. And I pray again that you have received uh, and some encouragement. Uh, and that this word will challenge you to change. Acts, the second chapter at the 42nd verse. It says, and they continue steadfastly 
in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Prayers, they continue. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and sins were done by the apostles. Listen, the results, and I believe this is why we see certain things happening today. Uh, like the, the attack on the Capitol. Listen, they, they, they had no respect for the authorities. They had no respect for the police. In fact, several people were killed. Several people uh, were wounded. So they break down the barriers that were set up because they didn't have any, any, any fear, any respect. They pushed the police aside. They broke windows. They killed. They wounded. They maimed. They had no fear, no deference, no respect for what the capital stood for. You know, their, their, their argument was the Constitution, but they didn't even have any respect for the Constitution. I felt as, as if uh, it was terrorism. But if you can't maintain a proper level of fear, as Israel sunk into depravity, we also can sink into depravity. And I believe there is a certain level of depravity in the world today. Why? Because we don't pray. We don't pray. The Bible says, again, it says, And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and the breaking of bread and in prayers. When you continue in prayer, when you are giving to prayer, when you have a prayer life, and I'm not just talking about asking God to give you a house and asking God to give you a, a car, but I am talking about praying on, a never, on another level, praying for current events, praying for things that are going on in the world. Our prayers are needed for those things that are happening in the world. And so just as James 5, 16 and 17 said, lets us know that we can't be selfish in prayer. We can't choose who we want to pray for. I encourage you to pray for more than just your house, more than just your list of things. Don't let God continue as your spiritual Saint Nick just for you and yours. But the world needs our prayers. The world needs our prayers. And if we, and if we, as the people of God, will be given to prayer, I believe that we, that it will affect the world so that a level of fear and respect can be maintained even when they don't think they should maintain it. I believe our, fear, our our prayers can even affect those that are that are not saved. The effects of our prayers can show up in situations like that, and chaos does not have to prevail. It doesn't have to win. But are you going to pray, and are you going to maintain a proper level of fear? Listen, we have to continue in prayer. The only way we're going to maintain that proper level of fear, that proper level of deference and respect, admiration and adoration. You know, you know what I want you to understand is when, how the world see us treat God 
they will treat God. The world, how the world, you know what? And in fact, let me give you this other scripture. In Hosea, Hosea, the fourth, the fourth chapter. And then, and then I'm wrapping up, but I just want, want to show you this. Hosea 4 and 9, it says, And there shall be like people, like priests, and I will punish them for their ways and reward them their doing. Let me read that to you again. And this is our last scripture. It says, And there shall be, and I believe we're living in this time, and there shall be like people, like priests. So as the as the as the uh, uh, the pastor go, as the as the pastor go, so will the people, and so as the people of God go, so will the world go. So the way we treat God, glory to God, and the Bible says that we're living epistles known and read of men. So the way that the world sees us treat God, and not only that, but the way that the world sees us treat each other, they're going to follow suit. So I admonish you, in your family, the unsaved with the, even with the, with the unsaved ones, be careful how you treat other people of faith. Be careful how you talk about your pastor. Be careful about how you talk about the church members because you're serving as an example. Pastors, be careful of the uh, example that you're setting. The way you treat other pastors, the way you treat church members, the world is watching. So goes the pastors, so goes the people, so goes the world. And so, yes, it's important what you and I do. It's important what we say. We are setting the example for the world. The world is watching. And so it's important that we maintain that proper level of fear. It's important that we have deference, adoration and admiration, respect and honor. It's important that we stay in a place of being awed by God, being awed by his person. Where's your fear? Check yourself. Where's your fear? Are you gonna be like Israel? Are you going to be the kind of person that says we have no king because we fear not the Lord? What then shall a king do to us? In other words, are you going to make a declaration of having no fear? Or are you going to be that person that's given to prayer, which would then cause you to maintain a proper level of deference, adoration, admiration, respect, in all where's your fear father i thank you for this word god i pray that you would touch everyone that will hear this that this word will challenge them to change and that they will maintain a healthy level of fear a healthy level of deference adoration admiration a healthy level of honor and respect a healthy level of being all by you being all by your person god in Jesus' name I pray, and I just thank you. Amen. Listen, I have enjoyed this time with you. I have enjoyed this teaching. And I pray that you will continue to win in prayer. I'll see you next time.